On this episode of Driftless Drinks, we're talking about box. All things box. We got a box of rocks, we got a box of shoes, we got a box of cigars, we got a box of goats. <laughs> Let's get after it. Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is Mark. My name is John. And today we're going to be sampling a couple of box-style beers. Uh, as of now, it is the season to get Bocky with it. Uh, that's bad. <laughs> I know how bad that is. No, um, you keep rolling with it. I like that. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to keep dad joking this whole thing right out. So anyway. <laughs> well, there, go ahead. There, is no jig, there is no jiggy beer. We, we're not going to get jiggy with it. We can only get Bock with it. Right, because that's all we have. That, exactly. Is there a Jiggy style beer? I don't think so. All right. I think we got to get Bach to the USSR. <laughs> get Bach to where you once belong? <laughs> exactly. Jojo? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're coming off the rails already. And this is bad. We haven't, I know. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think we've had many beers yet today. <laughs> The first one we're going to sample here is uh, Shellsbach, and Shells is from New Ulm, Minnesota, which is kind of in the southern mm-hmm. central part of the state. Um, yep. Yeah, j- not too far from Mankato. Oh, yeah, right on. I know where Mankato is. Mm-hmm. We used to play shows in Mankato. That was a fun town. Well, there you go. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Shellsbach from New Ulm. This one's been kind of a... Uh, a tradition for a long time, I believe, from this brewery, because I was reading some stuff on their website here. So they, they run this through January through March is the only time they run this. I know box are traditionally brewed in the fall, along with kind of harvest mm-hmm. season. They're made to uh, lager over the winter and kind of mellow out a little bit because they're pretty strong beers. They brewed at the, uh, the height of harvest season. And uh, uh, this mm-hmm. one is no different. As far as I know, they follow a lot of traditional guidelines with this one. And I actually pulled up some interesting notes on Beer Advocate about it because uh, right away on their tasting or on their uh, score page or whatever they have here for the beer, their beer page mm-hmm. for Shellsbach, it says, <laughs> each year the promise of spring was confirmed as the first keg of Shellsbach rolled onto waiting delivery wagons. Since 1860, Shellsbach has continued in the true German tradition. So it's interesting that an american beer goes back that far and they're still brewing it in a similar fashion today yeah you know that's a th- that's the thing about the the box uh, come back from you know the the 13th century is when they were j- brewed in germany and you know like you said the the idea was to to brew it you know late during the harvest season so that you had something the next year but it also kind of ties in with the uh um the german version of Mardi Gras, so really, it's it's their whole whole thing during the e- the pre Easter time of year. So it's the uh, um, they call it fashing, F A S C H I N G, which is kind of the German version of it. And so you know, it's really a celebratory beer, which is you know makes it just that much nicer for the for the uh, spring season. Not gonna lie, box are probably my favorite style of beers. Um, oh, really? There's just okay. something great about the you know that caramely malted backbone uh maybe a little bit of uh light earthy hopping going on on top of it but just mm-hmm. it's a great time of year to have a beer and it's a great style to have at this time of year so 
Yeah. So I actually have uh, Shell's uh, Bach page up here. Oh, cool. And and uh, so um, and I'm and I, I'm holding the can in my hand, which is you know just it, it's just calling to me. It, I, I can hear it calling to me right now, but so uh, on the on the page it's it's saying it's a German style dark lager, which we knew, uh, brewed January through March, and it is a dark amber colored beer with a rich flavor and robust malt character that is commonly consumed during the coldest winter months. Really, our Bach is. That's I'm just reading. Our Bach is fermented slowly and lagered longer to ensure a smooth finish. Kick Bach. And enjoy a cold one. Oh, we're not the only oh, one making dad jokes. So, yeah. uh, I have an empty glass and a full can of beer. I think we need to uh, pour this bad boy out. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're gonna do it on three. Yeah. All right. Okay, on the on three. So it'd be like one, two, three, and three is the crack. Ready? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. No, oh, see, uh, it seems like it was late. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, okay. She's creamy She's going up, in. up on top of the can here already. Ooh, oh, really? This is going to be a fun pour. Yeah. Mine. Okay, mine's behaving, but I'm going to go ahead and pour it. All right. In front of the mic. Synchronized. Oh, that looks pour. cool. That is a lot more effervescent than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry I didn't say much there. I was really giving this pour my full attention. Oh wow! So the color on this is just outstanding. Look at that! It's this oh, one yeah. is like that dark, rich, caramely kind of thing. That's boy, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I got out of this too, John. I was just going to say that it's almost like the, uh, it's it, it's just like an inviting caramel color. It's like a medium caramel, you know, just so good. Oh yeah. That that rich caramely red color is just just beautiful, and I don't know how I don't you know mine's got this nice foamy head on it that kind of um, I don't want to say pillowy because it's 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 slowly dying away, but even after having gone a minute or so without you know without really moving it, it's still there. I'm still not seeing any beer from the top, so it's it's really nice and firm, which I which I really like. Yeah, this one is uh mine's hanging on too and the lacing is just creeping down the side of the uh the top of the glass here. Oh yeah. All right, I'm going to stick a nose in it. Oh, a lot very yeasty. Kind of a brightness to it, you know, like that that when you get a when you're sniffing a really good <laughs> This is going to sound terrible. When you're sniffing a good head on a beer, <laughs> You get, you get kind of that 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 whiff of uh, I don't know if it's that carbon dioxide coming up or or whatever, but it really kind of feels fresh. Hmm. Okay. So, how's it working for you? Yeah, I'm getting a bunch of that kind of yeastiness you were describing. I'm also getting uh, a little bit of that caramel backbone, a little bit of malt. This is going to be one of those, I think, after you taste it and you stick another nose back in it, you get a little more out of it. We've talked yeah, about this that, before, where, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> what, what's the technical term for it, John? Retro-nasal olfaction. Retro-nasal olfaction. Olf- 
Exactly. Yeah. So you, you, you taste it, you swallow it, and then you come back to it. And because it's coming back the other way over those, over those nasal passages, you, you kind of get a different smell out of it. Yeah. You know, you think, do you ever ask a bartender for a retro nasal old fashioned? Got slapped. Yeah. It did not end well. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was, I, I, I was embarrassed. So yeah. Retro uh, nasal old fashioned. That, that's, that's the animal. Yeah. That won't be the last time you hear that. Because it's important. It really is when you're talking about this kind of thing. A lot of times, like, you pull a nose up on something and it's just like, eh, there's stuff. And yeah. then you drink it and then you smell it again and kind of opens up the whole world to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anyway, Are, speaking of opening up do, the entire world to us. Shall we taste it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to do this. All right. You ready? Here we go. Yep. I'm go. I'm going in. It isn't nearly as thick and as heavy as I thought I was going to, as I was going to run into. No, much, I don't want to say lighter mouthfeel, but judging by the look of it, you would think it would be a little sweeter and it's actually really well balanced. And now I get the malt. Yep. Now that I've, now that I've swallowed it, the malt's coming, coming up, but not like in that, not in a heavy way. You know, sometimes, you know, malty beers can get kind of heavy and. This yeah. isn't that at all. I'm curious what kind of malts they use mm. in this thing. I'm, I'm sure it's a multiple malt uh, mash to say a bunch of M oh, words in a row. Yeah, but you, you <laughs> kind of get that hint of caramel, and then there's like or caramel, whatever I was pronouncing it as earlier. I like saying that it word works. both ways. It's fun. Oh yeah, I, I do too. But it, you kind of get. There's some of that, there's a little bit of that earthy hop balance to it, but it's not prevalent. I think the majority of this beer balances in the malt and the yeast itself. But like you said, it doesn't come off as sweet. So if you are a big beer drinker, this would almost seem like a light beer for you. (laughs) But conversely, I think if you're a person that's used to a lot of light beers, this is a good introduction into... um, a little bit darker malt profile, right? Because this is, mm-hmm. and this is why I love Bach so much. This was the gateway beer for me, right? It was Paul right, Liner's, right. uh, Salvatore. And then there was, uh, it was Sam Adams Bach. And there was another one that we used to carry at the grocery store I worked at. And those were the gateway beers, right? It was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're drinking Miller lights or Bush or whatever you can afford when you're a kid. And then all of a sudden somebody hands you a Bach and you're like, what's this? Just drink it. It's like, whoa, there's sweetness <laughs> yeah. to it. There's breadiness to it. There's this yeastiness to it, which, you know, ties in obviously with the breadiness. There's, there's a little bit of these different characters that you're like, oh, wow, this is what beer can be. Right. So that was my right. gateway beer. And that's why I love box in general. You know, one of the things that we've done, we did this last year where we took a hot poker and put it into, you, you, so you get, you, yeah, you stick a poker into, and there's like, I got a special thing. I don't even remember what the hell this beer is. Beer stockle. But you, is it beer stockle? So I you stick so. that into, yeah, so you stick it into the, into a fire and it's got to be a fire because it's got like, got to get up to like 1500 degrees. You take this thing out when it's nice and just starts to glow and then you stick it in the beer for about two seconds and pull it out. And I've done this a number of times with a number of different beers. Bach is far and away the best one to, to do this with. And you get this marshmallowiness coming out of it. Oh, yeah. So two things and you get out of that. is uh, Sorry, I don't mean oh, to yeah. cut you off, but, but like 
There's oh, two do. things you please get do. out of that, right? Number one is you get that creaminess, that marshmallowiness, because it caramelizes those sugars mm-hmm. and makes them a little more intense. And then you also get that ash from the from the fire. Because, I mean, like you had said, you got to get this thing screaming hot, like beyond cattle branding hot. And then you jam it in your beer yes. for like two seconds. And it you get that ashiness of the fire in there, too. And it's just this wonderful uh, combining of, you know... Uh, of sweetness and ash and the existing Bach beer. It just, it makes them, it can make a really good beer, like awesome. Could probably mm-hmm. wreck a few too, I suppose. <laughs> I don't could. think you want to do it with a Pilsner. So, uh, the other thing I found out, and I haven't been to this thing, but every February, um, August Shell Brewing Company in New Ulm does a, um, they do a big Bach festival. And when they do that, one of the things they do is they do this red hot poker thing and they call it loggerheading. So it's a loggerhead is, is how they call it. Um, and they spell it L O G G E R head, not L A U, which is kind of weird. So, so this is, so if you get the opportunity to try that, just take a hot, you know, this is New Ulm. Yeah. It's the, the brewery itself does it in New Ulm every February, apparently. So, and they, they try to do it. We got to go. I know we did. This is really this is really good. Yeah, I'm digging this stuff. These guys have done such a great job of keeping this style of beer like to to imagine they've been doing this for what 160 years now there. That's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Super cool, right? So like I don't know, this one's always a go-to in the spring. I love grabbing six packs of this. And get them while you can because oh, yeah. they don't last very long. Like you said, I think they're only available from what January to January to March. Yeah, yeah, January to March is what is what they say for the for shells. So it's it's short lived. Yep. So yeah, if you're looking for uh, to get your uh, your spring off on a uh, traditional note, I would suggest shells Bach. It is a wonderful way to do so. And then if that opens up your world to some other beers, you know, go ahead and try the Paul Anner uh, Salvatores. Those are amazing in their own right. Um, And there are uh, more than a handful of other different box styles out there. So that's Shell's Bach, uh, a wonderful, wonderful seasonal beer that uh, if you are anywhere near the North Country or your heart and soul is in the North Country, you really need to get hold of. Absolutely. Gotta love shells for their uh, traditional method on this one, and it's it comes off so good. And this is a perfect t- time of year to have this style of beer, in my opinion. I mean, there's really no wrong time of year to drink a Bach, but you know, if you're gonna get your feet wet, you know, February, March, April, that's a good time. So, in any case, shells Bach, John. Thanks for having sir. me, buddy. Ah, thank you, sir. Wow. Welcome back to Driftless Drinks. Up next, we've got uh, another one from Surly here. And uh, Mm. what what do we got going on here, John? Because I'm looking at this can... And uh, I see a whole <laughs> lot of things, and I'll be honest, I was the one that said we should test this one on Mike because uh, 
there's a lot of things going on with this that I really want to see what happens when we pour it out and throw it down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, so what we're looking at here is a, is a good 16 ounce can. It's, it's a nice, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's got gold and blue and, and a little bit of red in here. It almost looks like some kind of it looks messed like, up PBR can. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a cross between like PBR and then like a reverse negative of like a low and brow kind of a. Oh yeah. Thing going yeah, on, exactly. Minus the lion. And, and what's funny is that, okay, so Blonde Ambition, this is, according to the label, um, this is a Doppelheller Bach. Uh, and in quotes, it says, that in, in, for some reason they put it in quotes, it's aged on hickory honeycombs? Yeah, why is that in quotes? Okay. Why is that quotable? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't um, so this, <laughs> so this is a, it's a 9%. Um, and it's a blonde doppel Bach lager aged in hickory on, not in, on hickory honeycombs. And they're saying that it's multi blonde and heller good. Now, th- they're riffing off of this idea of a heller. And heller and hellas are two different names. Technically, it's for hell, but it is part of the Maybach style of Bach beers. And and the the Maybach style, th- this type is it's a blonder version. Um, there's more of a hot presence in this than you we find in like the nice multi shellsbach that we just had. Um, theoretically, there's some other flavors that could come through. It could be pepperier, uh, pepperier. It could be drier. There should be some increased carbonation. And then the alcohol content is usually higher. So like the shells, I think was what a six something. It was around six. Yeah. And then this, and then most. My box are going to be a little bit higher than that, like almost up to a seven and a half, but you know, somewhere between six and seven and a half. Yeah. This so, bad boy is at nine. Hence the, hence the doppel, I think, uh, tag on here. Right. So yeah. And like that's the thing double is double block, which, you know, puts it into that, you know, bigger than 7% category, I think. Yeah, that's 7 to 12. So I think what they're telling us here, now, we haven't opened the can, and I've never opened one of these before, and I've absolutely never had this before. Yeah, but what they're you. telling us is that, it, yeah, so they're telling us it's going to be blonder, but it's going to be a, a heavier kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the reason I picked this one out was because, number one, I love Bach beers. Number two, I can also get into my Bach beers. Um, and this was mm-hmm. a, a double of the uh what they call the heller bach or uh hell's bach so mm-hmm. and i don't know what the aged on hickory honeycombs it looks like it's some sort of added on slogan but maybe there's something to that and i'm curious about that right so there's oh, yeah. there's we'll, enough we'll things going out. on with this thing and then the label the label is so cool i mean really <laughs> you, you were totally right when it's like instead of like the paps blue ribbon thing it's like this, uh, it's almost like a Miller High Life logo. It's outlined in like gold yeah, trim. Yeah. And then it's got Blonde Ambition written in this like, I don't know, weird like turn of the century kind of looking font. Some little doodads and yeah, lines. Yeah, with, the, with like that, little, that little light. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that pinstriping drop shadow kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. So there's it, like, there's some really cool, it's like throwbacky, but sort of modern all at the same time, you know, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's something that's drawing me to this one, and I'm so curious to see what it's going to be. I really, I don't know. I'm hoping for things, but I, I'm not going to tell you they're there if they're not. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that we need to we need to call a couple of things out. And the first thing is that this these things it was a four pack and it was seventeen dollars. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. In, in Wisconsin money, and seventeen dollars for a four pack. You can't go wrong with a good fire pit. And the people were super friendly. Like everybody. Like from the staff that we dealt with to the people who were there. They were super nice. I really liked them. Except for that one guy who had the bicycle. I didn't like him. Headlines tomorrow will be John doesn't like <laughs> bicycle guy. <laughs> Wasn't a fan. Let's yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I don't know him. I didn't know his name. If you don't know a guy's name, how can you not like him? I don't know. Easy enough if he's, you know, being annoying or whatever. Nah, I don't get into it. Do you, do you want to have Surly's Blonde Ambition? Doppelhellerbach? Yes, it's aged on do- hickory honeycombs. Yes, I really, really All do. Right, let's do this. You want to crack her <laughs> open? Here we go. Yep. Okay. One, two. Oh, you call it. You call it. All right. Too late. All right. That's what I call yeah. it. I call Ooh. that too late. What happened? Oh, hey. I got a little bit on me. <laughs> that was a little aggressive. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. You can be That's aggressive good. with your blonde ambition. All right. Were you overly ambitious? I spiked it. I know you are no longer blonde. <laughs> I never was. I, I'm as close to blonde as a white-haired man can be. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to try to pour this on Mike here. It's platinum. Ooh! Oh, look at that color. I know. See the the idea of as soon as they brought up honeycomb. Oh, that's beautiful. It sure is. It's almost wow. the color of a nice light grade honey. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's like little spinny tendrils of bubbles going on through my... That is really cool. She is kind of a beaut there, Clark. <laughs> Look, kids, Parliament. <laughs> Big Ben. Yeah. Wow. That, oh, it that really is. is it is, it's a beautiful light honey color. It's, it's really outstanding looking in the glass. It's amazing the way the bubbles oh. are coming up through it. Not to be totally Holy nerdy crap. about this, but like, no, it's crazy. It's it's really nice, man. I'm I'm just thinking. Okay, so where my head is at this point is, if I was going to put in a picture in Wikipedia and say this is what a beer looks like, this would be it. What does it say about this whole hickory honeycomb thing? So basically, when they say that they're they're uh, aging it on that, it usually means that they put a layer of something at the bottom of the barrel when they're aging it. All right. So this says, um, brewed for Harlow comma Jean. How's that for fun? For Jean Harlow. Uh, brewing a bold. That's what it says. Okay. Uh, brewing a bold and flavorful blonde lager is an ambitious task, but we've never shied away from a challenge. Okay. There's a bunch of parentheticals here. This doppel parenthetical double Heller, parenthetical bright, Bach, parenthetical strong, <laughs> combines a few of our favorite things, clean malt flavor, a light sweet body, a touch of vanilla-like wood flavor from hickory honeycombs, 
Ambition never tasted so good. All right, I'm dropping a nose in this. Oh, yeah, okay. Hmm. I get a little of the honey. Yeah, there certainly is a little bit of a malty sweetness going on with it, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know what? I've had a Hellas before, so, and I get that. I, I totally get that. I'm not picking up I don't up get a- Doppelbach. Yeah, I'm not really picking up on any hops, and that's the one thing with most Maybachs that, like, when you when you pour them out, there's, I wouldn't say it's like overly noticeable, but it's perceivable in there, and I'm not quite getting that. It's right. it's more sweet. Hmm. I don't get any. I don't get any of those biscuity notes. So nothing like nothing that heavy sweet kind of thing that we were used to sometimes. It smells very clean. By the way, Gene Harlow, actress in the thirties. Thirties, okay. Yeah. All right. Are we gonna Are we gonna try this? Yeah, we should totally try this. You All ready? Right, I'm going in. Yep. Okay. Oh wow, that's nine percent. Yeah, I'm doomed. So here's <laughs> here's the quick take on it. What you uh-huh. just said. That's 9% because this beer looks so light and the way the bubbles rise through it make it seem as though it is a light beer. The mouthfeel to it has that honey coating to it, right? It's super duper velvety. Taste-wise, malt, Hmm. and then that honey sweetness comes right through. Yeah. So here's the thing. You know how how something that's overly sugary can can be heavy? Yep. Um, this doesn't taste like a light beer to me. There's something very, very substantial here. One of these will fill me up. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be full. I'm not going to want to drink a second one. But at the same time, I'm not going to feel like I had something that's as alcohol heavy as this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the other thing I was going to notice or take note of here. Um. I took. I went in for a second sip, right? So my first sip was that oh, sure. that coating that I would associate with uh, a sweetness of a honey. You know what I mean? It's 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 a little viscous like that, right? Right, right, right. Very velvety. Um, my second taste was more of the malt, a little less of the sweetness. Although that that coating is still there, but on return. That second sip I had is starting now to bring that alcohol through, right? So, like, right, 9% right, right. is fairly formidable even for a bigger <laughs> beer. On this, uh-huh. it really starts to come through a little bright, and it sort of cuts that that coating on your tongue that you first get, right? Um, and I kind of right, like right. that because it cleans it up really nice, but it is noticeable. Like, there's a noticeable booze on the back end of it. Yeah, that 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 booziness is right there. So this is the kind of you look at this and be, between the outs between the can and how it pours, you're like, oh, this is going to be nice and bright, and I'm just going to go ahead and have this, and I'm going to have a burger and some fries, and and then I then you have a couple of sips of this, and you're like, I don't think I can drink this and have a burger and fries. The more I'm drinking of it, I'm not saying my opinion's going downhill fast, but it's I'm rectifying a few things. I gotta tell you, man, as I'm going through this now, uh-huh. the few points that I had that I really liked to start with, 
are almost too much. It 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 is a lot of beer. It it, it is a full full in your face beer, but for me, it's been the same way. I really enjoyed the way it started, right? Is I like the mouthfeel of it. Mm-hmm. And there's enough of a malt back where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Second sip, the booze started to cut it. And I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to pick up on some other things. Right? Like, right. Uh, it, it's, uh, I don't want to go into this territory, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, it almost is starting to resemble as I'm working my way. Like I'm probably a third of the way through this beer. It's almost getting into like malt liquor territory. And okay. I yeah. Yeah. Don't really mean that in a derogatory sense, but it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, I don't want to say one dimensional, but it's a little heavy on the sweetness. It's a little thick on the mouthfeel. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can jam with it. Yeah. What I'm noticing is that that heavy mouthfeel is giving way straight to the alcohol at the backside and the malt piece in the middle is just kind of being left in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I totally get that. I think, I think you're right on target. All right. So with this blonde ambition, mm-hmm. uh, all right, what are we looking at here? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that if what you want to do is you want to sit down with a honey flavored beer and, and looks are important to you, <laughs> that this is a, that, 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 that this is a good way to go. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go back to price point. If you're going to, if you're going to drop that kind of coin, the only, the only way this is going to satisfy you, this particular kind of beer is what you want is something, uh, quasi heavy from an alcohol standpoint, but you don't want to be, but you're not into coffee, chocolate, barrel age, anything like that. That, that's the only way you're going to be happy with this. Yeah. But at that point, then you can go New Glarus Grand Cru. You could also go with Hinterland made a, uh, like an Imperial Pilsner, Packerland Pilsner. Oh, yeah. I mean, you also have options on the lighter side of things. I don't like knocking breweries for what it is that they do. But this one, you know, as you get into it, it really just, the marketing makes sense. That's what I want to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sticking a fork in it. Yeah, and I and I agree. I think that the the blend ambition is is really interesting. If what you're going for is a light beer, but I think that you could do better. Uh, you could find better Maybach out there. You could find better Hellas or Hellerbach out there. Um, it's not bad, but it's it's not going to deliver the solid experience that Schellsbach is or any of the other really good kind of German. Bach or Doppelbach beers can give you. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to drift towards the shells Bach, um, with a lot of love given to Surly and, and what they can pull off. But yeah, they, they don't quite make it with a blonde ambition. And I'm hoping that they give another shot at it because I think, I think they can get there. They're just not there yet. Yeah. I think that one, uh, again, very ambitious, but, uh, just and blonde yeah that it is it looks amazing and mm-hmm. it's 
it, it checks a lot of boxes on the way into the glass. That is for sure. Well, John, thanks for tasting. I, I'm glad we tried the All Blonde right. Ambition. I'm I'm really glad that we ended oh. up uh, drinking that one. Just it's always fun to taste other box, and uh, it was no less fun trying the Blonde Ambition. Absolutely, I, I I really I'm I'm happy we did it, and uh, I got another full can that, frankly, I'm really had a, I'm really happy I have in the house. Yep. So, all right, thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. That was so fantastic. Driftless Drink Studio recording courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us through iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can visit us at www.driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode or say hi on Facebook and let us know your favorite brews. If you'd like to drink along with us, find us on Instagram at Driftless Drinks where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. So that was a couple of box style beers, and uh, we had a lot of fun trying the these. Mark, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think you had a lot of fun too, right, man? Oh, absolutely, man. When is it uh, not fun to grab a couple of beers with your bud and put them down, right? Yep. Yeah, and and this is the time of year to look at the box and the my box and the doppel box, and if you can find anything out there in your neck of the woods, jump on them. Have some fun. Celebrate the end of winter and the beginning of spring. And uh, keep us in mind as you crack a cold one. And, yeah, you know uh, what? Uh, until send us your favorite box. Tell us what oh, it, what's out there that we should be looking for. I have my holy grail. Send us yours. So, Yay, loggers. What did you say? I said yay, loggers. Yay, loggers. <laughs> Loggers, man! Alright. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. Alright. Until next time, my name is John. My name is Mark. And keep a cold one handy for us. Alright, there you go, man. Clang. <laughs> I, I can't wait to stick a hot poker in in the shells. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Look at us, dirty old <laughs> bastards. Dirty old bastards. That's uh, a kind of beer too, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. You got to get all the good, these good beers out of your head now. We got to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs>